Today is the National Day of Prayer. Jesus taught us how to pray in the Bible. With us navigating current events as end-time believers, how should we pray? What's the point of prayer anyway? All of this and more today on The End Time Show. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're also joined by a very special guest, Pastor John Hargrove. He's been on the show with us multiple times this year. We're so happy to have him back for the National Day of Prayer. We're going to be talking about prayer today. Before we do, I want to remind you that you need to go to endtime.com slash ABC. We have just released our Understanding the End Time series. It's now available for pre-order. This series explains the prophecies of the Bible in a way that anyone can understand it, even you, even me. It's so simple to understand. Go to endtime.com slash ABC or call 800-END-TIME to pre-order today and get over $350 in bonus content. There are three pre-order options for you. You can get the DVD series, you can get the book, or you can get the DVD series and the book. And when you pre-order, we're going to throw in a bunch of bonus items, including a group VIP video call with Dave Robbins. He'll talk about the uh, series a little bit and take your calls and have discussion with you. So you definitely want to be in on that group VIP video call. Pre-order today and be one of the first ones to receive our brand new foundational series when it ships in June. So go to endtime.com slash ABC or call 800-END-TIME today. Make sure you do that. Also, we're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're talking about prayer today, Doug. Mm-hmm. We, we need to be praying, we especially do. right now in this nation. So. What do you mean by that? Well, just look at the world around us, Vince. It's getting crazier every moment, so we need to be praying every day. Everybody needs to be praying, not just one day a year. We need to be praying every single day. How do you feel about that, just having one national day of prayer? Well, I think it's good that we can have a national day of prayer where everybody can take a minute and maybe people that don't pray, you know, they, they'll they think about it at least. But um, every Christian out there, everybody that's watching the program, we need to be praying every day. We've got to be in contact with God. So that's how I feel about it. Absolutely. So, I mean, and we pray here every day. And I pray several times throughout the day. So sometimes I pray right make, before the show. Man, I mean. <laughs> we better hurry. Um well, we're, we're honored to have Pastor John Hargrove with us again, and we're talking about prayer. Pastor Johnny, um, what do you think the importance of prayer is? I don't think that we can really, in our natural minds, fans, comprehend the power of prayer and the importance of prayer. Going back to your question to Doug, why do we need a National Day of Prayer? Why is there a National Day of Prayer? I personally believe the reason that there is a National Day of Prayer, it was a start towards something that ultimately God knows that our nation is in need of, and this is a great place to start. And so I totally agree with Doug that uh, prayer is something that should be a daily discipline in our lives, mm-hmm. and prayer is the key that unlocks all the radical doors. So you believe we're in the end time, right? 1,000% bits. <laughs> I kind of knew that. Um, how should end time believers be praying? Now, this season of time is weird. There's stuff that's happening that 
you know, for me, I'm a little bit younger than, than you two, but there's stuff happening in this world that I never thought I'd see. I can't even imagine, like, your perspective. I hear you guys talk about it, but, you know, I just can't really comprehend how it was when you guys were in high school or whatever and, and seeing what's developing now. I go, man, as end-time believers, how do we navigate these waters? How do we pray? My response to that, Vince, is we go back to the biblical example of the early church, and we see as that group of disciples, that follower of of Christ, they understood the only way that they could navigate their uh, challenges of their day and time, it was daily in prayer. Mm. So in time, disciples, we got to daily be engaged in collective prayer and in private prayer. Is it okay to emphasize one of those or the other? Praying together with a group versus praying by yourself? I believe Jesus showed us both types of prayer. He many times would pull along by himself, but also he would gather the group together and they would pray together. So we see the apostles at times praying by themselves and then collectively they would come in and pray together. So I think they both had their place of importance. Mm-hmm. Doug, the, the scripture for the National Day of Prayer is the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Mm-hmm. What's that mean to you? Well, that means that we're praying with passion about what we're asking for. It means that we're praying constantly. We're asking God to for His help, for His assistance in directing our lives and uh, changing our circumstances, whatever we need, and praying for other people. So that fervently, to me, when I think of that word, I think of, of praying with the passion uh, that Jesus had when He showed us how He prayed. When Jesus was praying... And it says that, you know, when he was praying there alone in the garden, that he prayed so fervently that he dropped uh, blood droplets. You know, he swept blood out. Uh, And I haven't ever done that. But, man, there's been times when I've laid on the ground with my face down on the ground and cried out to God because I needed him to show up at a certain time. And to me, that's that's how I like to approach the prayer room anyway, is just talking to God but asking for God to help those situations And, of course, praising God, too. That's something that we don't think about a lot of times when we think about praying. Mm -hmm. We think we're just going there to ask for a bunch of things from the Lord. But when we go into prayer, if we're praising God when we start and just inviting His Spirit there with us when we start praying, that's another way that I think relates to that. It's not very manly. I don't care about that at all. Society (laughs) is going to tell us that, you know, you just said you lay on the floor with your face on the ground weeping. Yeah. That's what society doesn't paint that in a very manly light. Of course, they may paint it in a womanly light. You know, like there's not a specific gender that you can assign to prayer or whatever. You better um, be careful. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just going okay. As a we're all three men here. Yeah. Um, men can struggle with prayer for some reason. Mm-hmm. Pastor Johnny, you've been involved with men and women for decades, helping disciple them. I think you. I mean, you can speak to it however you want, but um, it seems like men struggle with this more than women a lot of times. What's up with that? I think the reason that men a lot of times struggle with it versus uh, women is that I think the pride factor that a lot of men struggle with, uh, most 
most ladies don't struggle with that pride factor the way that we struggle with it. Right. And, and I think some men maybe look at it as when we get down and pray and weep and pour our hearts out that maybe that is a sign of weakness. But um, I think ladies have won have such a special place when it comes to prayer, period. Absolutely. Well, we're going to be talking about prayer in this fashion right here. We're just going to have a conversation. We're going to read some scriptures. We're going to take your calls, and we're going to have a conversation about prayer, how we should be praying in the end time specifically, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. Give us a call. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Seagal here with Doug Norvell and special guest, Pastor John Hargrove. It's the National Day of Prayer today. So we are talking about end time prayer, how we should be praying, and so much more. We're having a conversation with you about it as well. Call us at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Before we pick back the conversation up, I do want to remind you that while Understanding the End Time is available for pre-order at endtime.com slash ABC, we're also releasing these early exclusive to End Time Plus subscribers. So you can go to endtime.com slash new. And if you're already an End Time Plus subscriber, you're going to see a couple of the first few episodes available of Understanding the End Time listed there. If you're not a subscriber, you can try it for free. Start a free trial. I believe it's a seven-day free trial right now. And uh, you can access those first two lessons and anything else that gets published on there during your free trial today. So go to endtime.com slash new to begin watching Understanding the End Time today. All right, so right before the break, we were talking about 
men and women, uh, specifically men struggling with prayer, it seems. And, and Pastor Johnny, you were talking about how it can be a pride issue. You know, one thing for me, I'm going, you know, as a man, I've got to stop. And when I pray, I've got to stop and go, you know, I don't have an answer. Like, I'm praying because I'm going to the Lord because either I don't have an answer or because I'm not sure how to navigate something or I just want to talk to the Lord. And that means that, I guess in that point, I've got to be man enough to go, I'm talking to this invisible deity. I've got to proclaim that I actually believe in this in God and I'm in a room all by myself talking to someone. Well, through a worldly lens, that seems crazy or weak or weird or whatever. Um, so I guess that's a, to me, those are a few things that stick out as, as problems that men may typically have with prayer. I don't know if there's anything else we need to cover in that regard or not, but well, you know, me and Tina, my wife were talking this morning, driving in. It's funny that we were talking about this subject because we weren't, discussing that we were going to do this on the program today but we were talking about king david and the warrior that david was he was a warrior but he cried after god he wrote psalms he wrote prayers uh he played instruments to god and he he played in such a beautiful way that it even made the demons that saul had on him kind of you know relax when david would play his music and that was a guy that the bible says he was a man after god's own heart and so when we talk about being a man, uh, you know, and, and David is something that you could kind of model yourself after as far as those aspects of things. He was a man and he messed up and he did some things that he shouldn't have done. But, you know, we said earlier Jesus gave us examples of prayer. Well, David also showed us what it's like to be fully man and not, you know, man and God and be able to worship God in a way that he could still be a man and, and be have a beautiful relationship with the Lord where he praised him and he sang songs to him. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So, you know, I'm cool with that. I'm all right with that. If, I mean, ultimately, it's that's really a manly thing. We've just shifted yeah, our view on exactly. it and made it not manly when yeah. really, as far as I'm concerned, it's much more manly than, than not. Absolutely. To see some guy that thinks he's got to be all bad and tough and yeah. he refuses to be emotional about things i'm like yeah. i don't know you're, you're hiding something dude right and if you're really seeking god he'll sometimes he'll break you down and make you cry in front of people and you may not be comfortable with that but hey that's what god's doing at the moment and you just you know there's been times where i tried not to cry and i was like well here it comes i just got to submit to god and just let the spirit go so you know i mean it's it's one of those things i'm not worried about who sees me cry when i'm worshiping god so yeah. What a man. <laughs> right? Uh, Pastor Johnny, you were talking about how you think that perhaps women have a special pray, place in this realm. What did you mean by that? I believe ultimately it's the way that God designed them, the way that they are designed by God, them being the weaker vessel. So uh, Paul would say many times, when I am weak, then am I strong. That's the power of prayer against you're talking about David uh, being a man after God's own heart. I believe the reason that we see God use David so powerfully is somewhere along that way he he understood the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. So I, I think ladies, because of their sensitivity to God, period, them having that mother's heart mm-hmm. and being able to sense things more so than a man, I, I believe ultimately that's why we see so many times 
it, it's the ladies that, as a rule, gravitate towards that arena of intimacy with, with the Creator. One thing that I'm like tossing around in my mind is, and I think of the scripture that, that talks about how men ought always to pray lifting holy hands. And I'm going, a lot of times when I hear successful people give a speech, uh, whether they're Christians or they were just drafted in the NFL or whatever it may be, I hear them talking about a praying grandmother a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, what, where are the men at? Do we have any clue on what has happened to, you know, you reference King David. You you bring up a thousand, thousands of year old <laughs> reference yeah. so that people can understand what you're saying. Yeah. Like, where's this, where are recent examples that we can point to? What, right. what has happened here? Do we have any indication or any opinions on it? I believe the main reason, Vince, that um, you highlighting, you know, that men ought to always pray and pray without ceasing is because God knew that the man was to be the priest of the home. And if a man is to be the priest of the home, the only way that he can fulfill that, he's got to be a man of prayer. Mm. And he's got to submit, first of all, to God. And the Bible says that if we will submit to God, which I believe ultimately that can only be found in prayer. When we submit to God, the Bible says that when we truly walk in that, that order of submission, that's when we can resist the devil and he has to flee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it all, it's all rooted in prayer. So it sounds like this end-time prayer, the revival of it per se, is going to really need to come from men. Is that what we're, we're calling out men today? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> Jesus called out men. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, I mean, that is part of the problem. There's a lot of uh, absentee fathers in, in the home nowadays. And, I mean, it's... There's a lot of present absentee fathers. Yeah, too. that too. I mean, you know, we live in a society where, you know, the kids goes to their room and has all this social media at their fingertips and games that they play in their rooms and things like that. And the mom and dads come home and get on their social media and it's kind of a disconnect from the whole family Mm -hmm. and we need to get back to i sometimes i do wish that we would have these blackouts that everybody say are coming and and everything would just go dark so the family can go back to you know just sitting in a room and talking to each other for a change and uh you know i i didn't necessarily have that growing up but my daughter did because i didn't have it and i knew how important it was that every night we would come to that supper table whether we went to the restaurant and bought something and brought it home or we made it there together and sat down, we always had that time where we had family time and we sat down and talked about what was going on. And I think families are missing that nowadays. But, you know, what we're saying here about getting back in this connection with God and what uh, Pastor Johnny said is that we, we've got to be the, um, the ambassadors of of God in our family. We've got to be the ones that bring our families to God. I remember when the Lord broke my heart and got me where I needed to be, my seven-year-old little girl came to my chair and said, while I was watching a ball game on TV, and said, I want to go to church tomorrow. And I, God hit me in the heart and said, it's your responsibility to get her to church. And I knew, you know, I knew at that moment, God just used my seven-year-old girl to break my heart and get me to church. And I sat there in my chair and cried when she went up to bed. And so, you know, the next day, guess what we did? We got up and went to church. So, you know, that's our job. That's our role and our responsibility as as a father and a husband is to get our family to church. Amen. 
Well, once again, we're checking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. One other thing we're going to be doing is reading some scripture. And I'm going to start that now because Jesus tells us how to to pray. We're going to start in Matthew 6. And y'all just feel free to stop me in the middle of a verse. Go ahead. If there's something you want to highlight, uh, don't worry about it. I, I'm, I'm happy to be uh, interrupted. But uh, Matthew 6, starting in verse 6, this is the KJV, Doug. Yeah, it is. I try to put some different versions in there. Okay. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. I'll, I'll just start with the first interruption. Does that mean you got to go in your closet every time you pray? You don't have to specifically go, go to your closet, but you go mentally to a closet. Okay. So kind of be in isolation yes. in your mind. Exactly. Uh, one mind, one accord, that, that type of thing. When thou hast shut thy door... Pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. What's that talking about? Vain repetitions? I haven't heard that phrase in a normal conversation (laughs) around here anytime lately. Yeah. So what does vain repetitions mean? Well... Without stepping on any toes. Hey, we're just uh, reading the Bible. Yeah, I mean... Toes are made to be stepped on. Yeah, well, repetition, <laughs> we know what that means, right? Well... Repetition means saying the same thing over and over again every single day when you come to God and okay. that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I mean, just like if, if I came to you every day, Vince, and we had the same conversation about the same thing, you'd find me pretty boring and be like, I don't want to talk to Doug anymore. Some weeks it's kind of like that, Doug. <laughs> Right. Chinese balloon and stuff. Yeah. Talk about the same thing. Sure. But, you know, I mean, we're having a relationship with God. We're talking to God about what's on our heart, what's on our mind, what's going on. And that's what Jesus was talking about. We're not saying some set words or some set prayer. We're just coming in and talking to God like we're talking right now. You had something to say there. Ultimately, when he's saying vain repetition, he's ultimately saying this, you're not doing these things, number one, in vain, uh, but the vain repetition is not us just saying things. It's understanding, number one, who we're talking to mm-hmm. and understanding what we're saying as we come to the God of creation. Mm. When it specifically says, as the heathen do, mm-hmm. so it's highlighting that people were doing vain repetitions and they were apparently heathens. Mm-hmm. Does that mean if you do vain repetitions, you're a heathen? if you're not being changed by what it is that you are repeating. Okay. So we need to be seeking him sincerely. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I guess unscripted is maybe a way to look at it. Maybe a more modern term is don't come with set things to say and, right. and really just kind of, like you said, Doug, or, or organic conversation, essentially. So Yeah, and I think Jesus was probably, you know, talking about the Pharisees there a little bit as well. And they had certain things that they said and did to, to get attention on themselves. And so he was probably kind of speaking into that a little bit. We still have Pharisees of this day, maybe not like that, but there's still Pharisee spirit out there for sure. Hey, for the record, sometimes when I ask you a question... yeah. I don't know that it's a rough question until you react. <laughs> so yeah. you, when I asked you that one time if Joe Biden is evil, oh, I didn't man. know <laughs> what not go there I again. was getting us into. Yeah, so that was right. just like that previous one there. I'm, it's a sincere <laughs> mistake. So. Yeah, he's not throwing me under the bus. No, I'm not. 
Um, verse 8, Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before you ask him. After this manner therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. All right, that concludes the first section. Any more comments? Definitely a comment on the kingdom prayer, Vince. I believe Jesus automatically switches from, he says, this is how you don't pray vain repetitions. This is how you pray. And he opens up and he says, you, when you go into that, that place of prayer, you understand, number one, who you're, who you're approaching. And he says, it's our Father. It's the God of creation. And when we come to him, we can come with a boldness, but he immediately transitions from saying, our Father, and, and transition us into a place of deep holiness, deep reverence that we, yes, we come boldly, but we also then understand who is this God of creation. He is the Holy One of the universe. And we automatically transition into a place of deep reverence mm-hmm. and begin to understand what we're praying for. As you're saying that, I think about Isaiah where he talks about uh, seeing God on His throne and His His uh, His robe filled the temple, His train filled the temple, and how you know He reverenced what was going on at that moment, and that is, I mean, when we come in the presence of God, we need to have that. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, you know, He said, "Woe is me, because I'm a man of unclean lips," and you know, I mean, that's how you know we we need to approach God every time we come in there, because I know, you know, that I've got nothing like Paul said, but filthy rags to offer God. And, you know, it's just by His grace that I can even approach there. But, you know, I think it's in Hebrews where it talks about us getting into the holiest of holies and being able to do that now because of what Christ did for us. And we need to reverence that and realize this is a big deal. Before it took a priest to go in there that's killed an animal for your sacrifice and go into the holiest of holies for you. And that could only happen once a year. And now we have that opportunity every single day. And so, you know, that's a huge thing to reverence there. It's not something that we take lightly. Yeah, this, this kingdom prayer, Vince, that you're highlighting here, it is the most powerful prayer in all Scripture. And Jesus himself is teaching, understand, number one, when you pray, this is how you pray. And ultimately saying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That on one, earth. That one hurts. As it is mm. in heaven. Yeah, that will. We've got to talk a little bit more about that on the <laughs> other side of the break because uh, that means not my kingdom. Ooh. Mm. Well, we're going to get into that more on the other side, so don't go anywhere. There are open lines at 877 end time, 877-363-8463. When you pray in these end times, pray that his kingdom come, not yours. Like I said, we'll get to that on the other side of the break. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. 
These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back to End Time. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell and special guest, Pastor John Hargrove. Like I said before, we'll be getting to your calls, 877 times the number to join us, 877-363-8463. Before we do, we really need to talk a little bit more about the Lord's Prayer that we mentioned before the break. We were on, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. And that stings, Pastor Johnny, because that means I am saying, not my kingdom, not my will. But I want that like far too much. It's a like we're we're talking on the break and we're like we didn't stop the conversation just because the break came on. Right. We kept talking and uh, I wish everyone could have been a part of that. But we'll get into it. Um, it's a constant struggle for us. At least I guess at some point you, you you continue to grow and it becomes easier and easier. But throughout life we struggle with wanting our kingdom established we want our will to be done and we can get like a victim mentality i think and be caught up in what our struggles are and not acknowledge god through our struggles and that maybe we're walking through these things because he's helping us to grow and to minister to other people during these things it's you know when you're sick, it's hard to pray thy kingdom come, or it can be hard to pray. Mm-hmm. When you are going through turmoil that may be out of your control, it's hard to pray that. So you were saying on the break, I believe you said that's, uh, before the break you said it's the most powerful prayer, but you said something about why people aren't seeing miracles and, and why, um, why prayers aren't being answered. It's because we're praying wrong. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I, I said ultimately the reason that we do not see the miracles like the early church seen the miracles that they seen is because we're not praying the way that the early church prayed. And I made the statement that the reason that so many prayers are not being fulfilled is because they're unprayed prayers. And so we're not praying the prayers that Jesus would have us to pray. And so... I believe to every end-time disciple that's listening to us today, the reason that I believe that the church has not yet seen the things that Christ wanted to see is because we've not been disciplined in helping to daily bring His kingdom to the earth. We'll do it maybe 
one week, uh, one day out of the week. Uh, but we, we've not learned the, the secret of being disciplined and doing it daily. God met Adam and Eve in the cool of the day, Vince. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people push back on me and say, you know what, uh, you know, Pastor, I think you push morning prayer way too hard. Uh, I think that, you know, you're a little bit too staunch on that. But I believe when we see King David, David was a man after God's own heart. That word thereafter means he was in pursuit of God. So the way that we are in pursuit of God is through prayer events. And so in time disciples, God's calling us to be a people of prayer. The, the, um, the early church, man, they were fueled by the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the only thing that's going to help unfold, first of all, individually, the revival that God is wanting to birth in the air, right. in the earth. And so this National Day of Prayer, I believe that God has, is, is allowing us to put focus on it so that every disciple that calls him Lord, truly calls him Lord, and wants him to help uh, bring his kingdom to the earth, it's only going to happen, Vince, when we start praying the kingdom prayer faithfully every day. You know, as you're talking, what's ringing in my mind is praying without ceasing. I know you emphasize morning prayer, but I also know you. And you don't only pray in the morning. You will bust out praying at any moment, at any time. And I think about the disciples and the drive they had. I think that pray without ceasing comes from that yearning for being led. And we kind of see this um, throughout Exodus when the children of Israel are learning to follow the presence of God. And then in the New Testament church, we're seeing the same thing happening in a different way and so in order for us to fulfill what God's wanting us to do you know it may not be a go do this thing and then you never hear from God for two more years or five more years or whatever the way that I know that all three of us and many more people that we're connected to operate is sometimes God tells us to do something at 10 a.m. and at 5 p.m. and 10 p.m. and I'm telling you a few weeks ago Every morning, all week, God woke me up at 4.10 a.m. And I'm going, God, 4.10? I've got little kids that keep me awake. How can this be? But I couldn't go back to sleep, and I knew it was God talking to me. And so me and God had some conversations during that time, and so I'm trying to be led by His Spirit. And so um, whether it's early in the morning or late at night, this is what you're talking about, right? Like we need to be in tune with this. That's the only way that we will be kingdom-driven people, Vince, is understanding God's given us an assignment. And the assignment that He's given unto us, I keep hearing, you know, the call to the end-time disciples that we are reaching out to today and whoever's listening to us today. The call for this hour is, in fact, I made this statement earlier at the very outset of the year. And when you mentioned to me that we're going to be talking about prayer today, God brought back to my mind again. God said, I want you to challenge every disciple throughout 2023. There are three things that I'm wanting you to push throughout this this year. And the three things are the first thing is pray. The second thing is pray. And the third thing is pray. (laughs) God is saying pray, pray, pray because Prayer is what pulls down every, every stronghold. And, and Jesus knew the only way his kingdom would come to the earth, the only way we would uh, put our kingdom missions 
in, in, in alignment with his kingdom is, is through the power of prayer. You know, I don't think disciples would have been willing to sell everything they had and, mm-hmm. and put it into the community of his kingdom if they weren't led by the Spirit. No way. It's like, you don't just do that. Like, especially back then, they're not looking for social status for doing that. These people may not have had much at all. Some of them did, some of them didn't. Um, but you don't do radical steps like that unless you're being led by his Spirit. Most that's a, that's that's what seems like a tie to end time prayer to me is what God's about to do in this earth is going to require radical steps of faith like what we've talked about a lot in the last several months mm-hmm. and we won't be able to do those unless we are in his presence that's why the scripture reminds us he says not by power nor by might mm. but by my spirit and the spirit is birthed through us through the power of prayer. The Bible says that we build up our most precious faith by praying. Yeah. By praying the Spirit, praying the Word yeah. of God. And that's where that's what God is calling us to for this hour events. Well, hour is not long enough. We could talk forever about this. Doug, do you have anything to add before we get to the calls? No. I'm enjoying the conversation. So. Likewise. <laughs> All right. Well, we have some open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're going to go to Oklahoma. Darlene is watching there. Oklahoma. Uh, Darlene, welcome to the End Time Show. Hi. Hey, I'm how are you? I'm off the chair. Oh, I'm doing, doing pretty good. I wish I could draw off the chair there with you all. <laughs> well, you kind of are. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of am, but... Um, What's your question today, Darlene? Well, I, I've i been asking God about um, a Bible study in my home, and I just keep finding more things to do Bible study with my grandchildren this summer, but I don't have, you know, strangers or anyone that one I've invited and I've gotten their phone number or I've given them my phone number. They never call me back. And so I'm just wondering, maybe God is just saying, I just want you to teach your grandchildren this summer. Um, that's my question. And because the way God works with me is I get a lot of confirmation. Just like today, I did not realize today was prayer, uh, National Prayer Day. But like last night, I prayed for our country. And then you guys talked about, uh, talked about National Prayer Day at church last night. I my well before that I had watched a documentary on Noah's Ark my, and talked about King David said our God is an awesome we serve an awesome God and then and my preacher talked about it being a heart and King David and Noah's Ark mm-hmm. and uh, then you guys talked about it too and it's just like so I mean I could just go on and on about more confirmation that I get but this about teaching my grandchildren. I just keep finding more stuff for them. Yeah. Well, Darlene, I can tell you with 100% confidence that it's certainly God's will that you disciple your grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And so, um, yeah, I, I would say pursue that with every bit of energy that you have. Oh, that I'm is, definitely going to do that. And, that that's one I'm of the most important gifts that God has put in your life. And so he certainly wants you to do that. Uh, Doug, Pastor Johnny, in any, any? To, I thought maybe in addition to that, though, a Bible study with people. And if I could be there tonight for your Bible study, Doug, I would be there. 
Well, we'd love to have you if you ever make it down here, Darlene. We'd love to have y'all come. But, you know, I mean, Darlene, if you're if you feel like there's a need there that you need to reach uh, other people in that area, just be praying about it, because that's what God wants too. he wants to reach the lost. He wants people to come in and learn about him. So just pray specifically for that. Ask the Lord, you know, to bring hungry people to you and he will do that. You'll meet people in the grocery store. You'll meet people at the gas station. God will bring people to you. So just keep praying that prayer. And when, when it's time for you to do that, then God will bring you those people. Yes, I have the church cards, and I hand them out, and I do um, invite people to church, and I, I have directed people to End Times Ministries, too. And um, I, I don't know if Brother John knows, but um, my son, my husband, drove down to your church, and you baptized my son oh, several years ago. And um, and then I I come to a conference when Dave was teaching it was February a couple of years ago and I met you, uh, John. Yes, ma'am. But, um, uh, anyway, I just wanted to let you know you guys were fulfilling confirmation for me again today, even from church last night, and God gives me so much confirmation. And then with this area, which like this, I'm going to. Uh, and already have been teaching my grandchildren, but I wanted to have like a prayer meeting and a Bible study in my home. But so far, no one seems to be interested. So I'm thinking maybe that's the Lord because I've prayed about it. And and it's like I can have conversations with the Lord and I get an answer. But this one, <laughs> no one's coming along. Totally, Darlene. I think the Spirit's talking to you about starting that. And if there's supposed to be other people that join up with you, Wonderful. If not, keep going and do it with uh, consistency and do your best at it. So, yeah, definitely do that. Thank you for calling and asking that question. God bless you. We will be getting to more calls on the other side of the break, but we are coming up on one, and so we won't get to any more calls now. There are open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Before we go to commercial, I want to remind you, that we are um, available now for pre-order is Understanding the End Time, the fourth edition of that. Dave is teaching each lesson, and he incorporates clips of Irvin that are really, really awesome. So you definitely want to be part of having Understanding the End Time. In fact, Pastor John Hargrove and Doug are both teaching this series, and uh, it's the latest edition, and it's wonderful. So go to endtime.com slash abc. You can pre-order it today, and when you do that, you're going to get over $350 in bonus items. We're going to throw it in there for free. So go to endtime.com slash ABC, pre-order today, and uh, be part of all the bonus items that we are making available right now. So we will be right back with more of your calls. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider 
partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell and Pastor John Hargrove. We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Pastor Johnny, we believe in the power of prayer. We believe in praying privately. We believe in praying corporately. Um, You and I believe it so much that our families are joining up to host a prayer revival, actually. The first one's this Sunday, I believe. Is that correct? That is correct, Vince. Is anyone welcome? We didn't talk about this, so I I guess we'll find out. Anyone's welcome. I believe Jesus says, whosoever will, let him come and drink. Absolutely. And so the the church is always a place where it's open to whosoever will. Uh, The church is, we call it a hospital. Mm -hmm. Uh, It has an ER room. It has ICU (laughs) units. Uh, So it's it's for whosoever will. Uh, The broken people that are looking for direction. Uh, prayer is the greatest place to receive direction. Yeah, so these, this prayer revival that we're doing is going to be every other Sunday. It starts this Sunday. It's actually here in Garland, Texas. So if you're interested in that, go to endtime.com slash contact. Fill out a form there and uh, get in touch with us. We'll be happy to share that information. It's in the North Dallas area, Garland, Texas specifically. It's every other Sunday starting this Sunday at 5 p.m., Pastor Johnny and I are hosting that prayer revival, and uh, we are expecting hundreds of people to be there and getting in touch with God. You know, what should people expect if they were to come? Is this going to be something where you get up and say, repeat after me, and you say 10 words, and the crowd says 10 words, or how will this be? The way that I envision this unfolding, Vince, I feel like God has been birthing this in me for several months, and I reached out to you, and asked if you'd be interested in helping me uh, lead this initiative. and But what I am sensing that is going to unfold at this time of prayer, I believe that those that are seeking the baptism of God's Spirit, those that are seeking um, direction for God's will to be done in their lives, people that are needing physical healings, I believe that there will be a manifestation of God's power in such a beautiful way. So... Um, we will share the numerous needs that are among us. We will uh, be taking prayer requests, so we will be praying for those. But it's not um, a church service. No, sir. Prayer revival. Prayer revival. So we, um, that first Sunday uh, session, I will open up with prayer, lead us into prayer, and we will trust just as the Spirit moved in the upper room mm-hmm. in Acts 2. God said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the same way that the early church was impacted through their prayer meeting, I believe the same thing will happen at this prayer revival. Amen. All right. Well, again, if you'd like to join that, go to endtime.com slash contact. Fill out the form there. We will share that information with you. Uh, We're going to get back to the phones now. We're going to Indiana. Autumn is watching there. Autumn, welcome to the End Time Show. Hi. Hi, Autumn. Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear. Well, I just, I had a comment about the Lord's Prayer because the way that 
the church I go to, the Ecclesia, um, they have explained that when we pray in tongues, that is the Lord's prayer that we have the ability right now to bring heaven down to earth. And one of my prayers that I've been praying is that you guys are going to partner with Greg Hood Ministry, and I want to recommend the Gospel Kingdom. And my prayer is that you guys are going to teach Kingdom University and Jerusalem Prophecy College. Well, Autumn, and go to go to endtime.com slash contact and share that information with us. I don't know anything about it, but if you share that there on the form, that'll obviously get us the information to be able to consider what that could be. Uh, thank you for your call, Autumn. What do you guys think about that? She said that her church teaches when you pray in tongues, you're praying the Lord's Prayer, I, I believe is a, rep, a good representation of what she said. I don't think I've ever heard that before. I haven't ever heard it either. <laughs> is that the Lord's Prayer? Biblically, I do not see that um, message Jesus imparting to us. Um, I know what she's referencing as far as praying God's kingdom mission, God's kingdom insight uh, through that form of, of praying. And so I know it has its place, but the kingdom prayer specifically is saying that's how we bring his kingdom to the earth is getting in alignment with, number one, catching his heartbeat mm -hmm. and letting his will fill us when we pray. Got it. All right. Thank you for that, Pastor Johnny. We're going to go to California now. Lydia's watching there. Lydia, welcome to the End Time Show. Lydia, are you there? Hey, we can hear you now. What's your question today, Lydia? I actually don't have a question. I have a comment. Okay. Um, one, um, you know, I know he was saying he didn't want to call anybody out, and I'm not trying to be that person. Oh, anyone that starts that way is trying to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Come on, Lydia. <laughs> no, really, honestly. But, it's, you know, if, if you just say the Lord's Prayer, because I was taught it when I was little, but never knew the impact it really had or it could have in your life mm -hmm. until I really listened to it, read it, listened to it, put it in my heart, mm -hmm. and put it into my life. You know what I mean? I mean, it's repetition. If you, you know, I came from a Catholic background and we learned it, but never put it into practice. So, you, you know, I mean, he, and even the Lord, when he taught it to me, said, pray, you know, like this, in this manner. Mm -hmm. So he wants you to put your, you know, do it in this manner. He's given you like a, like a guidelines. Like this is what I'm, you know, this is what gets mm -hmm. get, that I want to hear. You know, he, he listens to all of our prayers, but in this manner, because like you said in the, the back in that day, they were following so much tradition that they didn't bother to have a relationship. First no. of all, and I don't know how you feel about that. What do you think? Is that true? I agree with that statement fully. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Most okay. definitely. Okay, and secondly, I didn't know if you guys knew this, and I'm because I'm trying to hurry. I don't want to get cut off. Um, there also, it's really hard for people these days if they're buying like the New Living Translation or the ASV or the NIV um, because they're taking scriptures out mm -hmm. of the Bible, like seven Matthew seventeen twenty one, um, where it says how to, you know, how the Lord tells them how to get rid of or how to pray for these demons and they're like why can't we do it and it's just because this 
is like from praying, praying and fasting, they've actually removed it. And not only just on the Bible app, but also in the Bible. Right. Um, and so, you know, if you're just taking that word and not, and these are, you know, Jesus's words, so they're taken out of the Bible. So mm-hmm. yeah. you have to be really careful which versions you read. You should read several different versions, not just one. Anyway, that's all I had to say. Thanks, Lydia. Thank we you. appreciate your call very That's, much. It's important if you're a demon, too, if if it calls for prayer and fasting like that scripture says. You take that out, now they don't have that part. So, <laughs> yes. My, my, my. The tricky devil. All righty. Well, we're going to go back to Indiana. Liz is watching there. Liz, welcome to the End Time Show. Um, thanks so much for taking my call. Um, this subject is very dear to my heart. Um, I could talk about so many things, and there's so much history, but I just have to get to the point that I want to talk about. Um, Currently, um, first of all, people do need to be praying in the Spirit, and they need to be seeking God in that Spirit, and then align up with the Word. Um, I've heard so many times that, well, I'm praying, but I just don't know if it's God's will. And Brother John was talking about miracles and how people aren't praying. Unless God stops you because he has another direction, then you have a goal to keep praying as you're asking. Um, My brother currently has, um, well, God's done many miracles over 25 years with him, but currently uh, he was put in hospice a year and a half ago. He has no kidney function at all. Um, He's had massive heart attacks. He's had strokes. You name it. But God has brought him through everything. They gave him two months to live when they placed him in hospice. And, of course, I was praying and seeking the Lord. And one thing, too, I wanted to say, you know, the Lord took strikes for our healing. Mm-hmm. It is his will to heal. Right. It's sure. very much his will to do that. And, you know, we always obviously pray in the name of Jesus. But Psalms 138 and 2 said, I hold my name or my word above all my name. But if it's in his word, he holds that higher than he does his own name. So anyway, as I've been praying, the doctors are are dumbfounded. He's walking around. He's not in a bed. He drives. He goes all kinds of places. A year and a half, he's been in hospice giving two months to live. And it's all because of prayer. God told me, gave me scriptures in the beginning. I laid my hands on my brother in the hospital. And um, God gave me the scriptures. Behold, I am, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Mm-hmm. And then he has led me along the way. And I've written, you know, in my diary, all the things that the Lord has given me and the things that he's, he's done. He did tell me shortly after, you know, he had given me a few scriptures along with, you know, behold, I am the Lord, that this would be a journey. It wasn't going to be a quick, fast healing. But I'd say him being in hospice at 66 years old and people in their 30s had the same condition he did, died after two or three weeks. And a year and a half later, he is still with us. We serve a great God, Liz. We, we appreciate you calling and sharing your testimony. You said a lot of great things there that we uh, are encouraged by and God has been Wonderful to you all, and we're rejoicing with you. Thank you for your call. Uh, we are coming up out of time, so we do need to get to other callers. But thank you so much, Liz. We appreciate it very much. We're going to go to New York. Brooks is watching there. Brooks, welcome to the End Time Show. 
Hey, how are you guys doing? We're well. How are you, sir? Good. Um, so I just wanted to ask. Um, just just to, to prayer, warn you, Brooks, I'm sorry. We've got about a minute left, just so you know. I'll make it quick. Um, do you feel like a lot of people are praying more as, like, kind of with the Old Testament, like asking God to move? And maybe that's why we're not seeing a whole lot of uh, things happening that we're praying for, and that maybe we should be praying more like, you know, declaring it uh, that God's already moved. I respond to that, uh, my friend. I, I believe the main reason that we're not seeing as many things unfold as what God has promised, I believe it's not yet time. Um, the Bible said that when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son into the world. So I believe that it's the timing of God. I don't believe it's the lack of our faith. It's not the lack of prayer. It's, it's God's timing. So I say we just keep pushing, keep praying, keep believing. God will answer always. Brooks, thank you okay. so much for your call. God bless you. We appreciate it very much. Pastor Johnny, we've got a little bit of time left here. How would you like to wrap up today's show considering the topic? Let's pray. Good idea. Let us pray. Yeah. Master, we thank, thank you, you, first Lord. of all, you, for your amazing grace. You've been so good. Lord, us, we thank God. you for the so privilege that you've given unto us to, you to talk about the beautiful kingdom. gift that you've imparted to us. Thank you've you, given Jesus. us this beautiful privilege Lord, to have a relationship with you. Thank you for the privilege that you've Lord, given up to us to call upon you. You, you said that you are that strong tower. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Let your blessings rest upon mm. every listener. You've been so good. Let it rest upon every step we take. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Johnny, for joining us. We'll be right back here tomorrow for Open Line at 3 p.m. Central Time. Don't forget to go to endtime.com slash abc, endtime.com slash new, and even watch.endtime.com to check out thousands of hours of content totally free to you. So do that today, and we will see you back here tomorrow.